So, hello and welcome to this week's edition of Yes Mother, the podcast covering the A&E series, Debates Motel. Today we will be discussing episode 7, entitled Presumed Innocence. I'm Sue. And I'm Em. was a great one yes you know in fact i read the uh av club review and this is the first episode at a base motel that todd vanderwolf gave an a to oh really between like both seasons even yeah oh wow excellent he's given some a minuses and this season he hasn't given anything less than a b first season say. he wasn't as uh he was pretty on the fence was and it? They got a lot of C's, even some C minuses. But he is really liking this season better. It's a good season, right on. Yeah, but you know the ratings have sagged. Oh, they're down from last season, but in spite of that, they got renewed, which is great. I'm glad they're. I think because it's on A and E, and this is like one of their very first actual like scripted dramas that aren't like procedural shows. Uh huh. I think they're just, it's just awesome that it's on that network because they're giving it a chance. And, you know, I bet if this was on NBC or anything else, they'd be, oh, ratings are down. Oh, maybe. Let's get rid of it. But Maybe. I didn't know. I haven't really paid attention to the ratings and stuff. Is it the viewership then that's down? Is that what that means? Yeah. Like, mm. but... They think that the DVR and stuff, all of those, I don't think that those are still are in the proper, like, ratings for the show. They're still, they're adding it later, but they're still separate. I I, I still think they go by, like, the Nelson ratings, which is so stupid. It it is time to stop that. (laughs) Haven't they been doing the Nelson rating thing since, like, the 50s or something? I mean, it's just, it's such an antiquated system. It really is. Who watches live anymore? I know. With, yeah. And you know that most of the people who bother to do the Nelsons, because have you ever had an offer from them? No. They wanted us to do it. I, this was like really? a long, like 15 years ago or so. I We got in the mail, you know, Ben and I, my first husband, uh-huh. um, an offer from Nelson. 
and I sent the thing back, turning it down and they bugged us and bugged us. They're like, all you have to do is like watch TV and then fill out this thing and let us know what we're watching. And I'm like, I'm not, I mean, back then I really wasn't watching TV. Right. I was going to college. I was working as a waitress. I just, I would come home and watch Nick at night and go to bed. You know? <laughs> You're like, you don't want me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> I am not your person, but man, they would not quit bugging me. So it's probably a bunch of old ladies who just sit around and watch TV and like, oh, I'll tell them what I'm watching, you know? Right. I don't think it's the demographic they that should be doing it, you know? I don't know. Anyway, that's my little soapbox about Nell's ratings. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just odd that they haven't come up with a better system yet. It's got to be coming. I mean, really. It's got to be, yeah. So, how have you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. It's just been kind of quiet around here, I guess. Spring break's over. Kids are back in school. Yep. Nice. So, should we get to the comment cards? Yes. We have a new guest. We do. Yay. Amanda. Welcome, Amanda. Yeah, it looks like Amanda isn't caught up, so she may not hear this for a little while. Probably not, but she's just got a quick little comment card. She says, hi, ladies. I just started watching season one of Bates Motel the day before the second season began, so I'm catching up on your podcast. I greatly enjoy hearing you two talk about the show as well as the other things you are watching. I'm only on episode 16. And I guess this was a mistake. She sent us a second email and says, sorry, it's episode eight, not 16. <laughs> so, right. so she's on episode eight of the podcast. So you may have mentioned these shows, but the new shows that I'm watching are both CW shows, Starcrossed and The 100. You might want to give them a try. My husband even watches The 100 with me. Can't wait till the next Bates Motel and your next podcast. Well, thanks, Amanda, for the email. Yeah, thank you. And full disclosure, Sue and I have dogged CW shows before. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah, watch Supernatural. Early on, so she probably heard that. Okay. I watch Supernatural. And I watch none of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Starcrossed, I've never even heard of. I haven't either. I've heard of The 100, and I don't remember in I've what context. The 100 actually kind of sounds like a pretty interesting concept. From what I understand, I think it's like everyone lives up in space and they send a hundred like teenagers down to earth to see if it's like, like maybe a nuclear war had happened mm -hmm. and they send these hundred teenagers down to see if earth is inhabitable again. Yeah. It seems like, I think that's what about what it's about. I could be completely wrong, but it's something like that. So I, I don't know. Kind of sounds like a big Lord of the Flies thing to me. Interesting. <laughs> so so did it start this year? I think so. And it's Twilight's in it. Oh, that's yeah. where we lost him to. Maybe that's where I remember. I said something on Facebook because I, I remember I was like doing something and my TV was on. And it happened to be on CW, and I looked up just in time to see Twilight, and it was like a commercial for the 100, or it was actually on. 
And I was like, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a brand new show. I think it, this is like its first season. So. All right. Well, it might be a while before we get to it because I'd want to watch the first episode. Yeah. But I don't know if it streams on Netflix or if it's on Amazon Prime after it ends. I'll give it a shot because yeah, it does kind of sound like an interesting concept. And then Starcrossed, I just have no idea what that is, so I'll look into it. Okay. So, and then, do you want to read Harold's? Yeah, well, thanks, Amanda. Well, even since we haven't had any guests for a while, we'll we'll set you up in room six. Is that what's over? Um, I think so. I mean, oops, that's not what I wanted. Um... Let me get to my room assignment spreadsheet. <laughs> we have room number six is open. Yes. So Amanda. I'll set you in there in good faith that you're going through our episodes and writing us feedback. Yeah. Feedback is what will get you in. Because I still kind of feel bad that we didn't check in Sarah for just leaving a iTunes review. Yeah. Well, we, we just don't know, like... I think there's also one Farm Fresh, unless you're a regular listener that's writing in and we just didn't get your yeah, actual name. But, yeah, that we, of course, we totally love the uh, the iTunes reviews. We, um, we just can't check you in for that. But feedback, we just need to know your name and yeah, all that, and we'll get you a room at least temporarily. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't want anyone to feel like, well, fine. But that's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we'd be making up the rules as we go. Yep. All right. So, yep. Thanks, Amanda. You are in room six. So you're next to Kim. Oh, yes, Kim. We haven't heard from her except for that first time. Yeah, but you, you, you girls keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> No pajama parties. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to read Harold's? Okay. It is kind of unusual the way this show goes through characters. Shelby, Abernathy, Bradley, Gil, Caleb. Was this the last time we will see Cody and Zane? And what happened to Gunner? Good questions. I, I say yes on Cody. I'm I don't not know sure about Cody and Gunner. I just don't think there was a way to fit him into this episode. Yeah, I think he was just left out because he didn't have a space there. Yeah, he didn't need any towels today. Yep. So Emma was preoccupied, but yeah, Shelby Abernathy. These are bad guys that just kind of get in for their character arcs and then they're gone. Yeah. So and Gil. I'm blinking. That's who Bradley shot. Okay. Well. Um, I don't know about Zane. I Do you think he got shot? Probably. There, there was a lot of shots. <laughs> there were a lot of shots. I think a lot of people got shot. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting scene. That Do, was. Did we know what building that was? Did I miss that both times I watched? It's Nick Ford's warehouse. His warehouse. Okay. Because when they first pull up, Dylan says, you're going to raid Nick Ford's warehouse, you know. Uh, you know what? I remember now hearing that the first yeah. time I watched it, but not the second, which was just an hour ago. <laughs> um, so 
what I was sketchy on is if that was a place Nick Ford would have been, but I'm guessing no, he wouldn't have been at his warehouse. Um, There's no way not. they just shot Nick Ford. No, I don't think so. And I, Nick Ford probably goes there, but that seemed pretty late at night. I don't, okay. I don't think he would have been there. No. He's probably there during the day, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. So Zane, I guess we'll find out what happened to him. Um, Cody, I would not be surprised if she made her exit. Yeah, I don't think we'll see Cody again. I think that was it. And we'll talk about it later, but good grief, I loved her exit. Yeah. I thought it was just fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that later. I will miss Cody. This is Harold. <clears throat> you could tell that her tough girl exterior was her way of dealing with her home life and to keep other people away. Very true. I mm. feel like I understand her a little better now. Same. And forgive her for her annoying tough girl attitude. <laughs> Same. Um, now the poor girl has lost both of her parents and is being shipped out to Indiana. Norman had a great moment when he told Romero that Cody will never get over the death of her father. And I think he was proven right when Cody told him she wasn't going to be in contact with him ever again. Yeah, but that scene with Romero and... And Norman. Norman oh. I've got things to say about that. Yeah, that was... Yeah. That was amazing. Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> Romero looked pained to see Norma hugging George. Are you shipping Norex yet? <laughs> Norex, okay. I like Norex. <laughs> I like Norex because I was like Normero, but yeah. Norex is better. Norex is good. It sounds like a company. It does. <laughs> or is he just concerned because of George's familial connections? A little of both, I'm guessing. Yeah, I noticed the look he shot George, too. He I... gave him two looks. Yeah. It was a lingered look, and then as he was walking away, it was a glance back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm going to split up his concern with both things. Um, Same. And I actually listened to um, the After Buzz last week for Plunge because I, a little bird told me that um, Norman, Nestor Carbonell was going to be their guest. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's worth watching or listening to. So I did, and he had some very interesting insights. Oh, did he? Oh. Yeah, I'll talk about it at the end. Um, okay, so back to Harold. What about Emma confronting Dylan? I loved her anger at him for forsaking Norma and Norman. Doesn't it feel like she has made herself part of the Bates family? Totally has. Yeah, I loved that. And I, I don't know. I think a lot of it, her putting herself in the Bates family has to do with Norma being a mother figure to her. And so she's feeling protective of her right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have some thoughts on Dylan from this scene that we can talk about when we get to that scene. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then Sue was right. There was no way that Dylan was going to be able to handle Zane. I think we can be glad. We can all be glad for that. If it means Zane is no more, my prediction is that Nick Ford will try to use Dylan to get to Zane's sister. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, you know, that... That could happen because Dylan went against Zane. He went against him. Dylan knows the truth. Yep. And he 
got pistol whipped and he was outside. He wasn't in the warehouse at all. Nick Ford might see that as a. Not to mention that he's Norma's son. Yeah. Who he has a great deal of interest in. Hmm. That would be interesting. I'd like, I'd actually like to see that. Yeah. He would kind of doing something like that with Dylan seems like a good way for Nick Ford to show some grace with Norma and maybe yeah. win her back a little bit politically. Right. right. I don't know. It's interesting. There's a lot of stuff up in the air. I have no idea where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, okay. And so then he goes on. So Norman had sex with Mrs. Watson. I didn't think that happened. Woo. That was a mind yeah. blow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, obviously he did, but yeah, it was I, something we discussed, but I still didn't quite believe it. <laughs> I almost think that it could have been forced on him by her. I don't Possible. know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happened. It will be so. very interesting, and I really hope it's in the next few episodes. We got three left. It's got to be. Or if he remembers it. Do you think he remembers it? I think he's going to, if he doesn't already. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Stuff's coming back from that night. I mean, it's yeah. been a few episodes since he's mentioned anything like that, but we know that bits and pieces have come back. Bits and pieces have come back, and I think, yeah, I think they've been slowly coming back. And you know, I honestly, we have no, do we even know if he really even blacked out? Do we have confirmation that he even blacked out? He did see his mom, so that kind of told us. But I don't know if I kind of want to watch the end of that again. I know. To see his face, because it's always quite clear when he's going into his trance thing. They make yeah. it pretty clear well, for us. I mean, when he comes running back at the end of that scene, he he tells Norma that the last thing he remembers was Miss Watson offering him a ride, and the next thing he knows, he's running home. Well, that was a lie. We know that he was lying. Oh, that's true. That's Plus true. the money in his room. And that's... he knew where it was. Yeah, but I still think that some of those came back to him later. I think. Yeah. I kind of think in that moment, he honestly doesn't remember. I don't know. It's. It's exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um. Okay, I want a supercut of Norma running internet. Make it happen. <laughs> I don't remember any good running scenes. Oh, oh, wait. Romero tells her that the death has been ruled an accident. Um, she goes running up the stairs to Norma. To, she did. And she's running up the stairs. <laughs> she is the best runner. I love it. She is a good runner. Very purposeful. <laughs> yep. Then his last thing is my oh my what the bit moment goes to the shot of Norman making eggs in Norma's apron. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> Did you hear my tweet? <laughs> no. What? I live tweeted while I watched it. Just that one thing. <laughs> oh, did you? What did you say? I said Norman. Norman's in an apron. Norman's in an apron. Did anyone else see that? <laughs> Oh, it was the best. <laughs> so, thanks, Harold, for the comment card. Yes, thanks as always. As always. And you, he's our guest in room number one. So That's right. It's 
It's got that distinction. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So we haven't heard any complaints about them lately, so. Yeah, I don't remember any complaints. Nope. Um, so we have a comment card from Alec. Alec's back. Yay, Alec. Yay. He says, hey, Evan Sue, it's Alec from room number three. My sincerest of apologies for my absence these last two weeks. I usually try to watch the newest episode two times before I take any notes and get a comment card sent in, but life's been hectic, and I was only able to get one watch in for those episodes, and I didn't feel that I had my thoughts gathered enough to come up with a worthwhile comment card. Well, that's okay. You don't need to apologize. Yeah, it's understandable. And- yep. Glad you take it so serious. <laughs> I know. That's, that's awesome. Um, he says, but I have returned. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this week's episode was a great one to come back for. Excuse me if my thoughts in this email seem to be scattered and all over the place. I had a lot of little notes and nothing too, too big. So here we go. First off, I'm incredibly happy that one of the first scenes of this episode was Norman in the back of the cop car. I was really hoping that he and Cody wouldn't try to hide the body and make things worse than they already were. Amen. Same. And if they didn't contact the authorities, we wouldn't have gotten that crucial piece of information at the end of the episode, but we will touch on that later. Yep, I'm so glad that they didn't. Yes. (laughs) Uh, He says, Norma certainly didn't appreciate being grilled in the city council office by that Max fellow. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about that. (laughs) And the smirk on her face when Romero saved her from that line of questioning that Max was giving her was absolutely priceless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she kind of seemed happy to be saved from that questioning, but... Well, he was getting into the nitty-gritty right when Romero came in. Right. I kind of wanted to hear more of the conversation. Yeah. Anyway... Then he says, if I didn't hate Zane enough already, his hired goons are really not helping his case. <laughs> Why on earth, what, what on earth was the point of him walking his new henchmen down to the dock where Remo and Dylan were? They got down there and turned right back around for no reason at all. This dude is stupid, and I can't help but hate everything he does. I totally agree, Alec. My notes for that scene say almost exactly what you said. I'm like... Why does Dylan, or, well, I call him BVLB for Breachy Von Leatherman. (laughs) (laughs) I said, why does he walk up to Dylan and Remo with his goons and then tell Dylan it's none of his business what they're doing and then just turn around and leave? Oh, it was just the quintessential just idiot bad guy that wants to look tough. I know, it just didn't serve any purpose except, I guess, to make Dylan and Remo wonder what he's up to. Well, you know, I don't know, and this isn't from a filmmaking standpoint, this is from a in Zane's head standpoint. He just orchestrated that to where he looked like a tough guy and was just getting in his face, letting him feel his presence. Yeah, I... So stupid. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah, but yeah, he's the worst. Hate him. Hope he's dead. <laughs> oh, I'd be so glad if we're done with him. <laughs> I do. 
<laughs> but then he, Alec goes on to say, I couldn't help but crack up at Romero's little to no interest in anything Deputy Lynn, or Deputy <laughs> Lynn, the DNA lady officer, had to say. <laughs> he couldn't shut her up quick enough. She was so gung-ho about it all, and Romero couldn't care less. It was worth a good laugh and made me like his character even more. Oh, I love that. I love that, too, so much. I, yep. <laughs> it was so weird. Yep, and I, so, yeah, that was a great scene, and she's such super cop, I've decided that she is both Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> she's both of them in one, because she's such a super cop. Awesome. So, I'm calling her Cagney and Lacey. Good. I like um, it. <laughs> When Norma is telling George the story of what happened between Norman and Mr. Brennan, she compares Cody to a bird, and that really grabbed me simply because of all the taxidermy birds and Norman's obsession with them in Psycho. Solid reference to the film. Well played. Interesting. I didn't even think of that. I I kind of laughed. I was like, oh, a bird. Damn but it. I made notes about that scene because it was weird to me. <laughs> it was weird to me, too. Um. Norman wearing that apron in the kitchen while making breakfast was the absolute worst, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you hate it so bad? <laughs> Alec. <laughs> he, great. he looked so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Alec says, not me. Um, <laughs> he says, however, it did make me chuckle a little, and it gave us a little preview of him dressing up in women's clothing, which yeah. we obviously find out later in his life story. I think that's what they wanted us to see. Um, did anyone else think that the way he was speaking to Norma in the scene was strangely feminine and his mannerisms just seemed very odd and unlike him and the way he was handling that knife was a bit unsettling. Yeah, that was a fantastic scene. I It was an amazing scene and yeah. it was unsettling. I did notice the knife. I didn't notice feminine exactly, but I, well, I kind of did. I, I mean, Once in thought, a while, he just is a little bit. It's that, like, little, mama's boy in him. He kind of seemed a little bit out of it to me in that scene, and he kind of seemed to be channeling Norma a little bit to me. It's crazy. Because we'll talk about it. Um, well, yeah, there's one thing he does that was very Norma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> does that have to do with the pan? <laughs> uh, yes, in the seat. <laughs> yep. Um, Norman and Norma's exchange about who am I and what did I do on the stairs was a huge part of this episode and it was great. She laid it out on the line for him. He now knows for sure that something bad happens when he blacks out, but his mother isn't going to be the one to tell him what it is. That has to be such a terrifying and confusing situation to be in. That can only make him grow further and further away from her and she's going to hate that. I agree. I I really think Norma needs to tell him. Yeah. I really do. I, I think it's probably, I. my guess is it's going to be Dylan, though. Oh. I think Dylan's going to be coming back. And I hope so. Yeah. I think he's going to be the one. He needs to know. They can't, yeah. Well, yeah. Because that would be terrifying and confusing. He knows that he does something. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You You put yourself in his place and. It's terrible. Because, you know, without knowing anything that goes on in blackouts, he is just such a nice kid, a nice mm. boy, you yep. know? Yeah, I know. That just wants to be normal, 
wants to have friends, loves his mother. So many terrifying things are going on. And, you know, just thinking about the how rough that was with him, with Miss um, Watson. Right. Not knowing, we don't know what he remembers. Right. We don't know what went on, but it really affected him. Just a lot of stuff. Yep. So then Alex says, the end. What a good ending. I'm so happy that we are finally touching on the Miss Watson story again. It seemed for so long that we were never going to go back to it since we've gotten wrapped up in so many other side stories. I have no idea how this is going to pan out, but I really love that we're getting back to business again on this major portion of the plot. Do we think that Norman is going to slowly start to remember what happened at Miss Watson's house that night since people will be confronting him about it? Considering what we saw in the preview for next week, I have no idea, but it's bound to be great. And he says, that's all I have for this week. I could use some extra towels whenever you ladies get a chance. Kill <laughs> your own ass, folks. Alec in room number three. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Norman's, what Norman is going to remember or not remember about the whole Miss Watson thing. Because, yeah, you know, that's what the next episode's all going to be about, probably. Right, and we saw a few things. Did you see a preview? I saw him. It looked like he's getting like a polygraph test. Um, I don't think that was in the previews for next week. It may happen, may not, but for just specifically for the next week's episode. Mm -hmm. And my husband watches a lot of Mm A&E. There's a couple shows on there he likes, so I see like Bates Motel commercials where they'll be like, coming up and it's it's obviously next week and there's a few things of interest one is that norma is kissing george and two romero is like it i don't remember exactly how it's put but he's asking norman why he keeps evading him so like norman knows that romero needs to speak to him and it's probably norman probably knows what it's about and Norman is evading him and hiding from him. Oh, really? Is that why he looks like he's covered in dirt? (laughs) I don't know. It wasn't a... Did it show that at all? Because that's really weird. I know. uh, That one has been from everything. That's the most intriguing little snippet I've seen. Yeah, it's going to be hard for Norman to avoid him because isn't Romero still at the Bates Motel? Oh, yeah. They, in this episode, they really bonded. They did. They did. So this is just, this is such an interesting thing to come to light right now after they bonded. And, you know, I'll just say it now because it's on my mind, but it, it just seemed like at the very end scene when Romero finds out that it was Norman's DNA in Miss Watson, it's like he almost didn't want to know that. Oh, yeah. You know, like, no, 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 you know, please don't let that be right. Like, let's just pin it on this Kyle guy. I don't want Norman to have to, you know. <laughs> I I totally agree. And I think it has to do with Norman and Norma. And I, in yeah. fact, the whole not wanting, you know, being annoyed at that lady cop or Cagney and Lacey mm-hmm. For going into it, it's almost like he just didn't want her to do that. He just wanted to sweep this under the rug, get it out of the way, and deem it 
um, an accident and just drop it all. Yep. And he did not want her to be super cop. Yeah, I get the idea that she is Shelby's replacement. Like, Ah. I don't, it seems to me like they haven't worked together all that long. Yeah. And it also, she mentions that, um, you know, when she talks about how she, you know, called her friend in the Portland lab and they're going to, you know, expedite like the DNA testing for North, you know, and he's like, why did you do that? You know? And she's like, well, he's my buddy and I used to run the lab. So I think this is like her first. Yeah. Death she death. obviously came from the lab. And so she probably, I'm guessing. And it was, do you think it was from Portland? Mm-hmm. So she just doesn't get the small town mentality that Romero, that Romero nope. has. And this is probably her first dead body. And she's just excited. You know, right? She just, even though it clearly was an accident, she just wants to, you know, strap on her Cagney and Lacey boots and. <laughs> right, and he's like, "That's not how we do things here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Shelby got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. He probably misses Shelby so much. Like, man, Shelby wouldn't even care about any of this. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Barely even get a mugshot of Norman. <laughs> She's like clipping his fingernails and swabbing him. <laughs> Taking his shirt, have a little blood on it. Yeah. Yeah. But they were definitely not on the same page. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so all right. So we can get to this point pretty quickly because it just it starts out with Norma calling and leaving a voicemail for Norman. Right. And, and she's at City Hall. She gets her office and the lady that is that had called her originally and is like taking her to her office. Did she seem like, I don't know. She seemed, I don't know if the word's annoyed, but it's like, yeah, that she knew that she got this position because of Nick Ford and she didn't want much to do with that. She didn't have a lot of respect for her. She didn't seem impressed at all with Norma. No, you know, she just seemed very polite, but kind of, the way you act when you've been at a job a long time and you've worked hard for it. And, you know, I, I worked at a country club and some members, I know, and I was, I was one of the bosses and I would get members that pretty much insisted I hire their child. Right. <laughs> and I didn't want to hire their child, right, <laughs> but right. I would get strong armed with from my bosses that are, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah, you're here. You don't deserve it. I'll show you around. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. got that vibe from her. I got it too. Yeah. Um. But I. And did you? Do you think the office thing? Do you think she got an office because of Nick Ford, <laughs> or do you think she would have had an office anyway? I think she would have had an office anyway. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Max Max Borowitz seemed to have his own office, so. Right. I think that just comes with the job. But um but I liked I liked the little conversation with the other councilman, Max Borowitz. I he starts it out with sorry he missed a meeting where she called Lee Berman a dick. (laughs) 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 And she, you know, kinda says that she's a little embarrassed about that. And then he just goes, You know, it's weird that you took a seat. Life's kind of funny that way, huh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he's like, how did you get the seat? (laughs) 
<laughs> right. I really like that. And Norma is still so clueless. She goes, well, I met with the mayor and and, and he, he gave it to me. And Max is like, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't quite get Norma yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> that she's actually not being funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just really like him. <laughs> <laughs> But then he's like, let's cut to the crap. And then that's when Romero interrupts him and tells him about Cody's dad and Norman being involved. So, but, um, so White Pine Bay has a really nice big city hall. <laughs> well, that is wonderful. That was what I was thinking last episode. I'm like, uh, this is a very small town. I remember our small town down hall. <laughs> it, wasn't it a barn? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was across the street. The, <laughs> there was a building that housed the, like it seemed like it housed city offices because I was on the youth city council mm-hmm. and so it had those and it had the firehouse attached to it it was like everything it was everything it was the cop station the firehouse city yeah it certainly and it was tiny. a concrete building with wasn't it like a modular building or was it? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. You might be thinking of something else. And across the street, it was across from the park, the big park. And mm-hmm. next to the park was a really old wooden building, which might be what you're thinking of the barn. Oh. This was like a very 70s style glass and metal thing. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, White Pine Bay just seems to have a way bigger city hall than it needs. <laughs> way. <laughs> Way too big and fancy than you yeah, yep. I mean, that looked like one of the city halls that would be like in the suburbs of Salt Lake to me. You know, exactly. Plenty of those. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. But, um, so yeah, so then it's just the scene where Norma and Romero get to the sheriff's office and she's got to wait in the waiting room. And then we see Norman getting the mug shots. And the DNA swabs, and he's like telling her the whole story. That's exactly what I would do. I'd be like, I know, I'd be so scared. What happened? I would be so Why do you need this? Why do you need that? Oh, I'd be so scared. Oh my gosh. It reminded me of exactly how I'd act in that situation. Totally. Totally. Oh, and when she swabbed him, did you just notice his face? Mm hmm. I don't know. It was really good acting. On Freddie Highmore's part. He did so good in this episode. He did. He was so, so good. Do you think he was scared of the swap? Do you think he knew they might find out that? I wondered because it seemed to be the swab that really got to him. Yep. And really tripped him up. So, yeah, I I would not be surprised. Yeah. And he asked the most questions about why they would take a swap. Exactly. Yeah, but, oh, man. But he was nervous episodes ago, like one of the first episodes of the season, about that his fingerprints would be at Miss Watson's. Although, mm-hmm. Romero already knew he was at Miss Watson's. And I don't. it'd be interesting to watch that scene again at this point. Yeah, well, in that scene, he admits to Romero that he had been at Miss Watson's to do school projects. Right, you know? and I, yes, and I remember. And did he admit, oh, did he admit he'd been there that night? No? I don't think so. Okay, because... It, I remember with what Romero shot back was that I wasn't surprised that a young male student was at her house. 
yeah he says something like it sounds like lots of them were at, right you know, so so this if he plays his cards right <laughs> with this whole semen thing it could it mean blow over a little her. bit yeah yeah it doesn't yeah having sex with her does not mean that he's the one that murdered her and and it's still in my mind it still doesn't quite mean he murdered her I I still kind of don't think he did because yeah I couldn't be more on the fence (laughs) I don't know her throat was slit and that just doesn't seem like Norman's it really doesn't seem like Norman if his would be a little more violent and passionate don't you think I think so that just seemed cold execution it did and it just doesn't seem like Norman's M.O. So I just, if she had been killed by like a baseball bat to the head or something, mm-hmm. I'd be more on the, I think Norman did it. Absolutely. But, or you know, several just, knife stabs like what yeah, his mom did. Exactly. So I, right, exactly. Because if Norman is the one that did it and he had a knife, he would have stabbed her, I think. Not slit her throat. So I just, yeah, it's going to be so interesting to see what's. It's very interesting to me that they had sex after his mom appeared to him. Well, and it's interesting that he's got the money, too. Yeah, it's so, oh, I can't wait. Oh, man, I wonder if, because, okay, they're obviously going to come with a warrant and search Norman's room, I bet. I wonder if they're going to find the money. Hmm. Oh, man, these next three episodes, I can't wait. I know, they're going to be good. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, okay, so then it's just Remo and Dylan at the docks. Uh, Remo's kind of asking him about sleeping with the boss, blah, blah, blah. This is when Bleachy Von Leather Britches, <laughs> or BVLB as we'll call him from now on, shows up with the goons. Um, yeah, and I've already talked about, like, why... But I also noticed that Remo has really good hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't remember noticing his hair. I, I can picture it now, but and yeah, it does seem good. I really hope Remo's not dead. Yeah, it kind of feels like I, he probably is. I really, really kind of like Remo. <laughs> I like Remo. So. Ever since their punch-up. and <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. They got over that. I've really liked him. Yeah, yeah. Then Emma shows up at the sheriff's office and offers to stay with Norma, but Norma says the best way to help is to take care of the motel. Yeah, that was interesting. She, uh, I don't know, she just came, I think she came expecting Norma to really want that. Because she feels a very deep connection with Norma, mother-daughter-ish, and I think, I think she was a little thrown off. I think she was a little, like, hurt that Mm -hmm. Norma didn't want her there. Which is probably what fueled her stomping into Dylan. Probably. But, you know, Norma was kind of right in a way. It's like, you know, go go take care of the hotel so I don't have to think about that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I I understand where both of them are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Then we already talked about the next scene. It's when Cagney and Lacey comes up and... (laughs) Romero's just I love how she's like oh how did she put it um you know she's like she tells him how she got finger clippings and hair samples and DNA swab and he's like I didn't ask you to do any of that (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like 
but when you get a dead body and if you want to know my opinion and remember goes i don't think i do <laughs> <laughs> oh great <laughs> Oh, I, uh, and then he's kind of like, well, if you want to send your buddy the samples, go ahead. And she's like, oh, he's coming to pick them up. I told him I couldn't leave here. And Romero's like, all right, fine, go wait for him. <laughs> Actually, what he, he said, he's like, if you want to go drive to Portland and meet your buddy, like, get out of here, please. She's yeah. like, oh, I told him I couldn't leave. He's coming here. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I had rid of you for a few hours. I know. He's like, fine, go away for him then in your office. Or something. <laughs> he doesn't like her. Nope. Oh. Yeah. And then, so then we have Norma in the waiting room and that stupid receptionist is like texting and laughing. How? Oh, that I wanted to punch that lady in the face. You know, she knows that Norma is waiting there because her teenage son is getting interrogated about a dead body and she's like laughing and I mean yeah that was really I have a little empathy yeah I was pretty pissed at her (laughs) I was too that just showed that was just so unprofessional and so and she had to be told to buzz her in and she kind of rolls her eyes kind of a thing yeah what's her deal I don't know. Maybe she's one. Maybe she's one of the big gossip people, and she has zero respect for Norma. You know what? I bet you anything. That's what I bet you. She feels the gossip because she works at the sheriff's office. Probably is. She's probably one of the main. That's probably what she's texting about. (laughs) I I didn't think of that, but yeah. No, you just put that in my head. I bet you she is the one that starts it all. Because she's on the front line. You know, she knows who's getting brought in. She hears a lot in there. Yep. She's the one that has to buzz everyone in. Oh my gosh. Yep. She's she's it. It's her. <laughs> <laughs> she's yep. the one that killed Miss Watson. No. <laughs> yeah, and I just I I just felt like she doesn't act like that to everybody. I really think she was just she just seemed like she just had no respect for Norma. Like she had no. I was thinking that she had heard a lot of gossip, but yeah, she's probably feeling it. She's probably feeling it. That's probably exactly what she's texting about right then. And uh yeah, maybe she's friends with that manager at that restaurant that shot Norma down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was, you know, Norma's like, I need to see Sheriff Romero. And just like kind of right then is when that other deputy comes in and he's like, you know, Mrs. Bates, you can come back now. And she goes to open the door and it doesn't open. And the deputy's like, Regina, you know, and she finally mm-hmm. buzzes her in. And did you see the look that Norma shoots her? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's that. And... <laughs> I would have expected more out of her, actually. I think if she wasn't so preoccupied, she would have gotten them. She would have gotten an more. earful. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah. She goes and sees Norman, and this is the first time they see each other after their big fight. Right. No, things aren't good in their world at all. No, not at all. No, because this is right after the driving test fight. Right, where he got out of the car and left. Yep. But, you know, he still it he still was a boy that needed his mom right then. Right. <laughs> he's scared and whatever. Um, but I don't remember now, but she seemed to kind of... Oh, she starts bringing up his black house and things, doesn't she? A yeah, little bit? Yeah, she immediately is like, Norman, don't tell him about the blackouts, you know? Right, where she just totally unsettles him. 
Well, and he is saying like, well, they need to know that Cody and I were fighting and that's what woke up her dad and made him so mad. Yeah. Well, oh. I think he's just everybody. Okay. Enormous head. He blacked out and killed him. And so she needs to hide all this. But right. the truth is he didn't. And so right. everyone else is like, not where she is. No. They don't feel like the blackouts are important or even going to come up. But she thinks that that's going to be the biggest topic of conversation. And that's, you know, we got to hide this, got to hide this. Right. So right. it's kind of interesting there. Well, and it just seems to me like Norman kind of wants them to know. Not about the blackouts, but it seems really important that everyone know the reason he went to Cody's was because he was mad at her. Yeah, which because, is kind of weird. Why is that so important? To I don't know. It just, but it seems like it is because he even says that to Emma when they have their little scene kind of towards the end. He's mm -hmm. like, I just wanted you to know why I went to Cody's. It's because I was mad at her for telling you and then you told my mom, you know. It just seems really important to him that people know he went there mad and that that's what woke up Cody's dad. That's just kind of the feeling I got. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. And that's what makes him so mad at Norma about not believing him. I don't know. Right. Well, he's, I don't know, he's just confused about her with just coming right out with the blackout stuff. He's like, what does that have to do with anything? Cause he yeah. doesn't know anything, you know, nefarious goes on. Right. He might have his suspicions, but yeah, I don't know. It's... He just barely found out about the blackouts, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. It's but weird. I like in, in this scene, I like where um, Romero comes in and says that he's got just a few more questions for Norman and she wants to go in with him. And Norman's like, and Romero's like, it's up to Norman. If he wants you in there, you can be in there. And Norman's like, I don't want her in there. She can stay out here. And he, I don't know. He's mad. <laughs> he's mad. And again, she's looking at it from the, he did something really bad. Right. You know, he's arrested and he should have a lawyer with him. And he's like, uh, we're just questioning them. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause everyone else seems to believe him that it's an accident, but her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And knowing what Norman knows, you know, it, She's not out of line. She's, no. It's not out of left field that she's doing that or thinking right. that way. Right. I mean, do you think that she thinks if the black ups, blackouts come up that eventually they're going to, like, reinvestigate his dad's death or something? Is she afraid it's going to, like, end up there? Maybe. And that's why think... she's so afraid that they're going to find out about these? I think the root of her fear is losing Norman. However, that happens and finding out about the blackouts, whether it's. Oh, like maybe just, they would hospitalize. Them? Yes. I okay. Think, I think that's more where her mind's going. She doesn't, she's protecting him. She doesn't want to lose it. That's the core okay. of it all. Okay. That I didn't even think of that. Cause I'm like, is she just afraid they're going to find out that he killed his dad in a blackout? That's okay. And she's still, I don't know what she thinks. I think she, in her little kind of childlike mind, Figures that they found someone who killed Miss Watson, but I think when she when she isn't looking at it in a childlike, just dismissing it because they have arrested somebody, right? She still deep in her heart believes it was Norman. That it was Norman. I think so too. Yeah. And she hasn't quite let that go, but I think she 
she's not letting herself think about it because they do right. have someone else in there. Yeah. yeah. So she has dismissed it because that's what right. she does. Hmm. Interesting. I did like her little conversation with Romero though, because um, she really wants to go in there. And after Norman kind of leaves, you know, she's like, "What? What do you need to ask him about?" And he's like, "Just a couple more things that we haven't gone over yet." And he's like you know, you really need to disengage yourself a little. And she's like, disengage? I'm his mother. You're going to try and patronize me about this? I've done your laundry. <laughs> possibly my favorite line on the episode. <laughs> You're going to patronize me over this? I've done your laundry. <laughs> the best part about that is that she, like, did it without his blessing or not. <laughs> it's like, and you can't do something like that and then throw it back in their face. <laughs> he didn't ask you to do his laundry. <laughs> he wasn't happy about it. He told you to never do it again. <laughs> oh, Norma. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> oh, man. So then we yeah. have the awesome scene of Romero talking to Norman, and he just seems to care. The things, the, the way Norman, everything he answered, he was so sincere and so sad about how it had happened. Yep. Romero even tries to get him to dismiss it that this, he was a bad guy, and mm -hmm. and Norman and just won't have it, and it really seemed to get to Romero. It did. It did because there's just like tears and yeah Ro Norman is so honest and so it totally got to Romero you could just see that like a little pop up bear was coming out in him almost it's yes I absolutely mean, and that's what makes the end scene so interesting I know but I love it how, you know, because, yeah, because Romero does say, look, you know, Jimmy Brennan was a bad, he was an angry guy. I've known him his whole life. His whole, you know? whole life he's been angry. <laughs> yeah. And Norman's like, but if I hadn't been there when he woke up, he'd still be alive and nothing can change that. So, I mean, Norman is sincerely upset about what happened. And yeah. And Romero's like, yeah, you're right. And then he's like, have some cocoa while it's hot. So I sweet. know, I know. He's like, you're right. Don't drink your cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a great scene. Yeah, that was awesome. Probably one of my favorite scenes of this whole series so far. It just, they both were so great. Freddie Harmar, I mean, that to me is, if you're going to like submit a scene for the Emmy committee, that's that's the one yeah so far to me i mean oh i'm excited about i mean not that i didn't love breaking bad but it's mm -hmm. kind of exciting that it's out of the running this year I know. <laughs> <laughs> like some other shows have some chances that they didn't have before that's i mean no brian cranston and aaron paul deserved every emmy absolutely they, they won did. but i am kind of glad that they're out of the game because it just now other people have a chance because no one else had a chance. They didn't because they did amazing. It was amazing. I mean, I don't think Aaron Paul won as many as Cranston did. Didn't Cranston win like four in a row or something? It seemed like that? something like that. Which he deserved, absolutely. He but, deserved, but other people you know. did too, you know. Right. And just when the stakes aren't that high, they maybe would have gotten it. And so now we have yep. a year worth. It's <laughs> out of the running. Someone like Freddie Highmore might have a chance. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. 
Um, so in the meantime of this scene, that's when George comes, right? Yeah, that's when George shows up. So did you find it totally interesting when she's like, you're a lawyer, right? You know, what's happening? And then did you see just a switch turn on her in her voice, in her mannerisms? Yes. Like, she put on an act. She Her face was like twitching and stuff. Uh-huh. It was so weird. She it was totally really weird. put on a show for him about well, what happened in there. She, and I'm like, not quite sure why. I don't either. Because she like totally recounted the whole thing and kind of added her little oh yeah you know, he was just drunk and he barged in on it you know and it's like how do you know any of this norma because <laughs> norman barely told you anything he gave a very in a nutshell like three sentence here's what happened i was there i was mad he came out he was mad he punched me he got pushed down the stairs you know and yep. norman's like adding and he was drunk and belligerent and that she little, was like this little, little bird. bird and how can she you know fight against him and norm you know it's just like where is this coming from <laughs> i know i found it so fascinating she did I, that yeah and she yeah she, like her voice was different she just looked i i've never seen her like that before mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was very very weird i think she was okay here's my take on it that she expects Norman to get arrested. She expects him to need an attorney, and she's just putting in George's mind because George is going to be that attorney, even though he doesn't do this kind of law. He said, "Right." But she wouldn't. She wouldn't take a lot of stock in something like that. No. Um, she doesn't care. <laughs> you're a lawyer. You're it's a like, lawyer. Well, you will. We be- all kind of specialize in different aspects of the law. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that just it wouldn't be something she'd care about. And yeah, so she just plants the first seeds for him. Oh, that's totally what she's doing. She's putting the she's putting the story out there because she doesn't trust Norman to do it. Right. You know, she doesn't trust him. And she doesn't trust he's not she's I don't know. I probably would too as a mom and being in that situation. Worst case scenario, you're going to be doing that. And Norman's going to be arrested because that's where your mind's going to go. Right. Because it's a big deal and it's scary. But anyway, yeah. So I found that very fascinating. I did too. I did too. And did you notice that George, you know, he's like, how did, she's like, how did you know I was here? And he's like, a friend called me. Wait, no, two friends called me. So, word is already out. (laughs) Yep. Probably thanks to Regina. (laughs) Yep. I hope, I wonder if there's going to be a lovely scene where Romero fires her. (laughs) That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Who knows? Anyway. Norman kills her. (laughs) (laughs) None of us would feel like. It was a bad thing, or that it wasn't warranted. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So now, is this where she sees Cody in the bathroom? Or follows her into the bathroom, whatever happened? Um, That's what happens next, I think, in Norma's world. But the next scene is um, BVLB and his goons are making plans, and Dylan's kind of listening in. And then the goons leave, and... Dylan goes up and asks what's going on, and BVLB asks why, and 
Dylan says if they're making plans for something, maybe I can help out. And then he's like, I know what's going on. I know my sister told you to keep an eye out on me. Right. <laughs> but he says something weird. He's like, he says he gets it. He's like, I got out of jail. She handed me this job. And if that's what she wants to do, that's fine. And then he says, but I just want you to know that he knows, you know, that I know. Right. He's just giving himself a little power, which is very important to Zane. Right. Well, and then he shakes Dylan's hand, and then he says to Dylan, like, to manage his expectations with his sister, that he's not the first one below her pay grade. Yeah, like, she's slumming it. And... Right. And he says, you don't want me to get hurt, and I don't want you to get hurt either. It's just like, what? He means, like, emotionally hurt by his sister or I, something? Yeah, I know that's what he means, but it's like, I don't think it meant that much to Dylan. I don't think it just, I don't, I'm just confused about him. Like, why did that conversation even happen? I don't know. He doesn't care about Dylan, which is so weird. Dylan saved his life. Right. I don't know. I, just I don't know. I'm have again, I had a hard time caring much about this subplot. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't know what his game is. It's like, I don't know. Anyway. It all smacks to me of something that's going to happen that's going to intersect with the main series. And so we've gone right. through all of this for just for the intersection at some point. And so it's hard to care that much in my eyes. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't really care about it. I just, I don't know. I can't. Uh can't really explain what I think. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like a weird conversation. It was weird. But, uh, yeah, the next is when Norma sees Cagney and Lacey taking Cody to the restroom. And then she goes into the restroom and brings up the blackouts again. Right. And just desperate. And as Cody said later, begged. <laughs> yeah. Just begging. So she's still not convinced. She still thinks it's going to be a huge factor in this. And that he, I don't know. Although, I, like, she did kind of say, you know, they might just ask you about him in general. So, she has a point there. She does have a point there. But I, I really, like, kind of liked how Cody handled it. She's like, look, if you need to tell me something, you need to tell me why I can't say anything about these blackouts, you know? Yeah, I like that, too. I like Cody scored too. major points. <laughs> she did. Me. She scored points with me, too, because, you know, she, she's got a right to suspect adults and what they're telling her, because she's had a crappy dad who knows what happened to her mom and what she was like you know she just doesn't trust adults and now here's right. this woman basically telling her to lie if she gets questioned about this certain subject it's like what which has been a big deal to cody she told emma you know right and that was a big deal to tell emma but she especially for someone like cody she's probably not going to tell an adult because she doesn't trust them but she really and just kind of knowing Cody, it is a huge, and she, it is a huge deal that she told Emma, and it even happened after Norma went crazy on her, where she could have just been like, I don't want anything to do with you guys ever again. Exactly. She could have taken that road so easily, been like, you know what, F this family. They right. are messed up. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't care what happens to them. But, but she went to Emma. Out she of, went to Emma, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Out of just pure concern, like, 
it's not natural. I just thought someone should know, but I'm not going to tell his mom, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. So Norma is just, you know, it's so funny about Norma, how, how many lectures have we heard her now with Norman saying that he's got to make the right decisions and he's got to do the right thing and be with the right kind of people when Norma does like the opposite of everything she tells Norman to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like she even tells Norman he cannot keep secrets from her, yet she's keeping so many secrets from him. Right. She gets involved with the wrong people like Nick Ford. Mm -hmm. She she just does everything she tells Norman not to do. She's so <laughs> That's common. That's uh <laughs> you you get annoyed at and other people what you see in yourself, whether consciously or subconsciously. That's true. That yeah. Because halfway you're mad at yourself for being that way. Don't do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then Norman gets released and we see him see Cody and he runs out there and Cody does she don't say anything, right? No. She just stares. I mean, that's not the next scene, but it's, I think it's the next scene with these guys. Emma meets Dylan at the docks and says that Norman's at the police station. He says he knows that Norma had left him a voicemail. And he asks if he's been arrested yet. Emma says she doesn't know, but it sounds like it was just an accident. You know, and he's like, then it's no big deal. What's he supposed to do about it anyway? And Emma's like, be there for him. <laughs> yeah, Emma just kind of gives him one for <laughs> Yeah, and... You know, Dylan's like, there's nothing I can do. Norman's going to have to figure this one out for himself, especially between him and Norma. They only care about each other, you know, and Emma is just like, okay, you know, I wish I had a mother and brother that I could treat like shit. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. That was awesome. And then she stomps away. <laughs> yeah. So Dylan has really separated himself from Norma and Norman. I was he has. Kinda, I was kind of surprised at this. He has, but I'm guessing, especially with his cavalier attitude and just the fact that that scene was there, that it's going to get to him eventually. It's interesting. I would have thought that him getting hit by a car would have brought them all together again, but it didn't. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is he, is he mad at them for not showing up at the hospital. I mean, does he think that they know? Yeah, because I'm still not. And I then don't didn't think show up. I don't think they know. There's no way they know. So, but I think Dylan thinks they know because it's such a small town. This show has pointed out to us so many times what a small town this is and how news travels so fast. So I think Dylan really thinks that Norman and Norman know that he got hit by a car and that they just don't care. And I think that's why he's so angry at them. Right, because their stories have to intersect sometime soon. Yep. <laughs> and I I just, I feel like that scene was in there just as the building blocks for that to happen. Right, right. They could, a way it could happen is that Nick, what you were saying before, is that Nick Ford gets involved in this, knows that Dylan was against all of this, and... Mm -hmm. Brings them all together. I don't know. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. So. Or they could just hear about this one. I don't know if he needs to go to the hospital again or whatever. I don't know. It's, right. Right. Everything is so crazy right now. Right. And, you know, plus, 
another thing that could be going on is that Dylan's just so worried about whatever breachy or bleachy von leather pants has going on. Maybe he's just really stressed out about what's going to happen. Yeah. And he just doesn't have time to think about Norman. Norman right now, he's got his own shit to deal with, you know? He does. And it's interesting. Again, we forget kind of that Dylan knows this war is for nothing. That That's it was right. brought on by a teenage girl. He knows. He's still the only one that person had a personal Bradley shot Gil. That's right. I, I kind of forgot about that little. Yeah. Do you think he told the sister? Do you think there's a lot more in that relationship that we didn't see and we don't know yet happened? I don't know. It'd be interesting. They, you know, got close physically. Um, I think if. The sister, we know her name's Jody now. Um, we'll still call her 90210. Yeah. I think if she knows, I think she would tell her brother to put a stop to everything he's doing. Because I don't think she wants more people to die. Why would you, you know? Right. So I think if she knew that it was Bradley that shot Gil, she would put an end to all this war. We just have that interesting nugget of information. I just wonder how it's going to be brought out. It's got to be brought out sometime. They can't just sweep that under the rug. Yeah, that would be really lame if they did. Really lame if they did. Cause that's but what really... would happen to Bradley if it comes out? Well, Is someone going to be extremely pissed at her and she's going to be hunted? Possibly, and she kind of deserves it. She did kill him. She did. I mean, yeah, he killed her dad, but... And then left town and yeah. made a huge mess. Yeah, I know. She she started yeah. a giant drug war. She did, she did. And I know she wasn't trying to. That certainly wasn't what she was meaning to do. But right. it was just if she would have just thought about it for a second, maybe she could have figured out maybe that would happen. <laughs> you know, but... I think it's easy to forget that fact. Yeah, it is, it is. Hmm, interesting. I hope it comes up. Yeah, it's just, it's awesome that Norman was forced to tell him just because mm-hmm. he couldn't make it because of that. Uh, it just brought such an interesting dynamic. <laughs> that it does, just and because he was at that rehearsal or audition with his mom, he had to tell Dylan because he wouldn't have otherwise. Right, right. And it just it makes this whole drug thing a more interesting subplot. Absolutely. Little, little things like that, you know, because I agree. If it wasn't for little things like that... I wouldn't really care about this subplot, but I don't, I still don't mind it. It's not my favorite, but right. it still seems necessary, you know? Yeah. And it, and they're making it interesting enough. Right. And we liked Dylan a lot. Um, yeah. I liked him better kind of trying to be Norman's friend and getting right. into his family. I liked that. I liked Dylan's season one plot a lot better. <laughs> right. And I was but, really on board with it, but. I think I think you're right. I think there's going to be a turnaround. And probably what happens at the end of the scene is what's going to do it. He could have easily have been killed in that warehouse shootout. Mm-hmm. But he was smart enough to say, you know what? I'm against you. You know, I'm not going. This and happily, Zane didn't just shoot him. Oh, man. Yeah. So. But interesting. But um, so, yeah. So the next scene is Norman and George still waiting for Norman. And he's, like, standing behind her, kind of creepily watching her walk. Did you notice that? <laughs> I, yeah. 
I just feel everything George has been saying lately that he is really into her. Like, yeah, I'm kind of getting starting to get kind of creeped out by him. I agree, and <laughs> I just feel like, like Let's everything. Give him a chance now. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was a little more like I am now last episode, but it's even more now. It's yeah. He really likes her, and I'm not on. I don't know. He yeah. likes her too much, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he's just totally motivated by that. Like, ooh, I could score points if I go and see her and Well, maybe. we know there's got to be something up because this is Norma Bates. So she can't have a regular nice guy fall in love with her. So right. he's going to end up. It's not going to be good. He's going to end up being like some creepy stalker or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh. I mean, maybe that's how he found out that Norma was at the sheriff. He was just following her. <laughs> there was no phone calls. <laughs> but. Yeah, I was, I was feeling, I thought, oh, I just got the feeling that he was just trying to score points with her. Yeah. At the station. But he walks up to her and he's like, I'm here for you, whatever you need. And she hugs him. And that's when Romero and Norman walk out into the hall and they see him hugging. <laughs> they both just watch. <laughs> <laughs> Norman says, mother. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, this is when Romero kind of gives George a look. Then a deputy tells him that he's got a phone call. So he leaves and Norman, Norman's like, why is he here? <laughs> he's not happy to see George. <laughs> no. And is it just because he's just generally not happy or... It was the hug that fueled... I don't know. Oh, I'm sure it was the hug, too. I yeah. He doesn't like George. He's jealous of him. He does not like him with his mom. Yeah. It's just that whole thing again. Yeah. Which Norman Bates is going to have about his mom. That's, as we know from canon of the movie, he kills his mother with poison just because she marries that guy. Right, right. And it was out of jealousy. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So and then George is like, I'll give you guys some privacy. And he leaves. And she's like, Norman, he's he's an attorney and he can help us. And he's like, help us with what? <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then. And then Cody and Kagi and Lacey come out and Norman asks Cody if she's okay and she just doesn't say anything. She just stares and man, did you see the look on Norma? Norma looked terrified. I, I didn't, but I was terrified because I'm like, ooh, what's she going to do? Because Cody is just kind of glaring at, I'm going to say Norma. You can't really tell who she's looking at, but I think it's Norma, and Norma just looks so scared, like, uh-oh, what did what did you say, you know? Yeah. I I mean, I can just imagine Norma like, Cody, did you say anything about the blackouts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then Norman's like, I need some fresh air, and he goes outside, and... Norma watches him through the door, and Romero comes up and says they'll have a deputy take him home. They're finished with Norman for now. So then we get the scene with Norman in an apron. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I just love 
how they shot it because you see like the pan and someone dropping an egg into it and you see a little bit of an apron so you just assume it's Norma <laughs> but then the angle of the camera you still can't tell who it is and then Norma goes walking into the kitchen <laughs> and you're like it's Norman <laughs> Oh, so awesome. That was fantastic. I loved Norman in an yep. apron. Sorry, Alec, but we loved it. We loved it. <laughs> so and he he's is acting so strange in this scene. He is. He's acting like okay, this is what I got. I didn't get feminine, but I guess in reality it is. The the thought that was in my head was, this is like that wife that has spent all night awake, pissed at her husband for something, mm-hmm. and now she's making breakfast, and he walks in. Right. And so I guess that's a little feminine, because I thought of it as the wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But, no, that's as far as I got. Like a wife up all night suspecting him of cheating or something. Yeah, something some like lipstick yeah. on a collar, or smelled exactly. some perfume or something. Yeah, she's got a secret on him, and it's bad, and she's been fuming about it all night. Yeah, and now she's trying to have a conversation with him. Well, you can kind of tell that that's what Norman was doing because you know he's cooking the egg, and he just says, "So, does he think I'm a murderer?" You know, and she's like, "Who, Romero?" And he's like, "No, your friend George." And she's like, no, he would never think something like that. And he's like, how? How would he even know anything about me? And she's like, because I told him about you. And Norman says, but you know me more than anyone. And you don't believe me. You know, so this guy who doesn't even know me believes me, believes me, but you don't believe me. So you can tell mm-hmm. this has been like a conversation probably going on in his head all night long. Right. You know. And so he just had that clipped manner of speaking and yep. trying to mask accusatory, but he's just pissed. Yep. Yeah. And then he, Norma's, <laughs> by throwing the pen, I'm not even hungry. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most Norma thing he's ever done. <laughs> And I am counting when he went as Norma to Caleb's apartment or motel room. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep, that was awesome. Yep, because, yeah, he is just so mad at her. And she's finally like, I don't even know what you want me to say. And he just takes off the apron and throws the pan in the sink. I'm not hungry anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all my notes say, or he pulled a Norma. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah, and then it's the cute scene between Emma and Norman talking outside the motel rooms. It's so cute. It is cute, but I felt like, okay, so they talk, and he's like, I believe you, I just can't ever trust you again, but I'm not mad. And then she says, shut up, and they both kind of smile, and I'm like, I didn't get the playfulness in that at all. Oh, you didn't notice the little smirk on his face? No. I so didn't he, catch the playfulness. Oh, okay. You got to watch it again because it's there. Cause, okay. Because he's kind of confronting her like he did in season one when he goes to her house and was like, why did you tell everyone I slept with Bradley? You know? Right. You kind of think it's going there. Cause... And that is where I thought. And so I missed I missed the subtlety. 
Yeah, because he, yeah, he's like, you know, I know what you did was the right thing. I just wanted you to know that that's why I went to Cody's in the first place. You know, he's, he's like, I'm not mad at you anymore, but I can never trust you again. But I'm not mad. And then he just, Freddie Highmore, I just loved him this whole time. He cracks the slightest little smile. And that's when Emma caught it. And she's like, shut up, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's not mad at her. Right. You know, I think he was just teasing her, you know. Well, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. watch that again. Yeah. And then, you know, he's like, thank you, Emma. And she's like, for what? And he says, for believing in me. And she says, whatever, you're welcome. <laughs> so. Very brother, sister. Very brother, sister. Yeah, and my notes. Yeah, he had a little smile because my note says, Freddie Heimer's little smirk was the best. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, he really, I don't know. He seems to really be okay with Emma bringing out this whole blackout thing. Well, yeah, because now he's, no matter what all happened, at least he knows because of it. Mm -hmm. And he is, you know, as we see later, probably in the next scene, he confronts, he thinks he's going to get it out of his mom. Right, because in the next scene, so he's in bed, he gets a text, then you see him run outside, and Cody's there. Right, okay, so he doesn't know that yet, but no. <laughs> it does lead to that. Right. And, you know, and Cody's pretty cool. She's like, look, my dad's always, my dad was always going to be drunk and angry and blaming me for stuff. Well, and actually, not- I thought she said kind of now he's always going to be like it was kind of sad that they've had better moments. But her last moment with him was now in my mind, he's always going to be drunk and he's always going to be mad. Oh, oh, see, I didn't I took it out. She was trying to tell Norman, look, don't blame yourself because that's just how he always was. Huh. Yeah, either way, I don't know. Either way. Or it could but be they're different. Yeah. Or both. Interesting. Because she does says, you know, she says it was her dad's fault that he came out like that. Like, right. meaning out of the bedroom, I guess. And, you know, don't blame yourself. And then she says she's going to Indiana. Oh, that reminds me back to the little scene with Romero and Norman. Mm-hmm. When Romero says that, you know, he's like, what's going to happen to Cody now? And he's like, well, we found, you know, an aunt, her her mom's sister in Indiana and called her. And Norma goes, is she nice? I know. And he's like, oh. she seemed to be on the phone. What we could tell. You know, Romero's like, for what you can tell on the phone. Yeah. It just, I just thought that was so sweet. He's like, is she nice? Yeah, it was awesome. He just, yeah. But, um. Yeah, Norma's like, text me when you get there. And she's like, you know what? I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. um, Do you think that was just being totally like she was trying to make it sound? Or do you think she does harbor some bad feelings? I don't think she harbors bad feelings. Good. I really don't. I think she's just, I think she was honestly like, look, I know me. I'm not going to keep in touch with you. 
And I don't think it has anything to do with her dad's death and him being involved. I think it's just that's who she is. She just doesn't keep long distance. I don't. I'm pretty good at just, I don't know, <laughs> lose in touch with people. <laughs> I don't make a huge effort. But, um, and she's right, too. I don't know. She's got to move on. He's got to move on. Just the two of them keeping in touch just doesn't make much sense. Well, they didn't know each other that long. And exactly. much of it was spattered with unpleasant exactly. <laughs> memories. Exactly. So, I mean, they get together. They made out a couple times. They killed her dad. Boom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they ditched tech. They ditched know. tech. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and then she leaves them with, you know, your mom begged me not to say anything about the blackouts. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I loved her for that. Yeah. Even though I love Norma, I just thought that was so cool the way she put it. Her exit yep. was just stellar. It was great. Yep, it was. You know, she's like, your mom told me that you change and that those blackouts make you do things. And he's like, what things? And she says, I don't know. But your mom knows. And it scares the shit out of her. Yep. And <laughs> she's gone. And then she kisses him. Or yeah, no, She's she like, no, she wasn't scared. She begged, you know. Yep. Not, not that she wasn't scared. She's like, no, she didn't tell me. She begged me. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. And this was a scene. Harold had mentioned this in an earlier comment card. He says that Norman and Cody look quite a bit alike. Uh-huh. They look a lot alike. Really? <laughs> I totally noticed that. I was like, oh, my gosh, they do. They look a lot alike. They've got very similar facial features but I thought that was funny but yep so I Cody had a good exit she left us liking her yep she yes yep I like that she told Norman that I did too I just thought that was amazing I just love that yep so yeah and then this is where it's like later that evening, I guess, and Romero pulls up and tells Norma that the death has been officially ruled an accident and it's all over. So Norma thinks she's going to run up the stairs and they're going to fall on his bed again with the great happy news. Yep. but man, A little he... motorboat, maybe. <laughs> A little motorboat. <laughs> but it's so weird. So he's just like standing on the top of the stairs waiting for her i guess because he can hear her calling his name i don't know i just thought it was interesting yeah he was definitely waiting for her to come in he had an agenda he did but yeah she's all happy they've ruled it an accident it's all over yay and then he's like cody was here (laughs) yeah he didn't seem i I guess it's because he had confidence he had confidence that it was all going to be ruled an accident i think that's what this whole episode is about is you know this is the one death that the Bates have been involved in that is seriously just an accident you know and Norma just doesn't believe him and it's just pissing him off you know and I think that's just from the show's point of view that's such an interesting thing to do is in this in this show of murder and mayhem and yep stuff to have an actual accidental death is interesting yep it is it is 
and he even says, you know, she's like, it's all over Norman. And he's like, you must be happy about that. Like, it doesn't even affect him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, his his agenda's way. Yep. But um, he tells her that Cody was there and that she's moving. And she's like, now? And he's like, yeah, she's gone. And she's like, well, for your sake, I'm sorry. But I'm glad she stopped to say goodbye. And Norma's like, she didn't stop to say goodbye. She stopped to tell me that you're lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> yeah, this was killer. Yeah. I'm glad she came over to say goodbye to you. She came over to tell me that uh, you're lying to me. There's something really wrong with me, and that you know what it is. That girl could have ruined your entire life the other night. Have you missed the fact that she's not a stable person? You told her something happens to me when I black out. Norm. You said I changed, that I'm not myself. Who am I, mother? Who am I, and what do I do? like who am I what do I do and she says I love you more than anything in the world but we are not going to talk about this and then she's like I'm protecting you and you are never to ask me again I mean she just like (laughs) yeah it was awesome and I loved it because we've seen that scene on the stairs we've seen him ask what happens and we had no idea yep her answer to it and I wouldn't have it took me by surprise and I love that especially you know, that's one of the scenes we've been watching all season of season two on Base Motel. You know, and that's where we see the the lie detector and we see him in the dirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All dirty. <laughs> in the dirt, all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> dirt equals dirty. Makes sense. <laughs> put, put trash in trash can. <laughs> dirty D loves dirt. <laughs> Another movie reference. (laughs) Um, Yep. Yeah. So, man, she just, I just love how she delivered that line. Oh, man. It was fantastic. It was. It was great. But I still, I don't know. She needs to tell him. Yep. But I, I, again, I think it'll be Dylan. I don't think it'll be her. Yep. He needs to know. He needs to know that that's what they're talking about. Right, but you know what? Maybe he never does. If you think of the Norman in the movies, he's convinced it's his mom. True. But we also know that this show's not exactly following everything, so who knows? We do. I don't know. That's a big point of it, but... Yeah, I don't know. I I can't imagine the show going on as it is and him not finding out. He's got to find out. He's got to find out. He's got to put it together. He does. He needs to know. You can't just say bad things happen when you black out and then not tell him what they are. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. 
can't do that to somebody, you know? Yeah. You can't, I don't know. Oh, one line back. We have to go back. The, uh, the Cody line. Another thing I loved was how she talked about how her aunt, did she say probably, or she knew she did have five cats. Oh, she's got five cats. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to be smell like cat pee, you know. I'm going from... Smoking beer. <laughs> right, smoking beer to cat pee. And I just love how she says, I can't wait till I'm 18 so I can pick the way my own house smells. Yeah, I like that line too. That was, that was a good one. That was another thing that I loved about that and her and made me like her. Yeah, she is like... She's doing what they're telling her to do. She's rolling with the punches. Okay, now I got to go. She's like, go Hoosiers or something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Although I think she said it wrong. (laughs) Oh, did she? (laughs) Yeah. But she's like, well, both my parents are dead, so I'm off to my aunts in Indiana. Great. You know. Yeah. Yeah, she's an interesting character. She's more interesting than I expected. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. I think this is the last we'll see of Cody for a while. Maybe she'll show up after she's 18. Maybe we'll see her in season four or season five, you know? Maybe, yeah. You never know. She seems like a character that they could easily write her back in if they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Like you know? uh, Bradley. Like Bradley, exactly. Bradley, I think Cody's got a better chance of coming back than Bradley. Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe not for another big storyline, but, uh, hey, Norman, I'm on my way to Mexico like I was planning and just wanted to say hi. You know, I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't, don't know. know. She's so intricate to the drug war thing. I don't know. I, my, um, I think I had decided she was going to come back for the last episode or Bradley is. Yeah. I, I think, think that was yeah, my Yeah, you're probably but... right. Because she is. She's a huge part of that drug. What's going on? But she, her part's done, really. Although mm-hmm. it's got to come out that she caused it wrongly. Right. But other than that, her part really is done. Right. With it. She made her little mess and then left. Right. Well, you know, you think about it. Her conscience has got a lot of dead people on it. Bradley's? Yeah. Yeah. There's, and who knows how many die in this next scene. I mean, yeah. Already, um, I can think of at least two, three. Three people have died so far. BBLB shoots that guy. And then those two other watchers on in Dylan's camp get killed. So three people so far, unless I'm not thinking of any more. Yeah. Bradley's got to pay for it. Yeah. I'd like to see her go down. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on board with that. I'd be okay with it. Um... All right, so let's think. Well, yeah, yeah, because then we've already talked about it, but it's the shootout at the warehouse, and then Romero finding out from Cagney and Lacey that Norman's... Oh, I guess guess that happened. (laughs) (laughs) We already went over, like, the warehouse scene, though. Yeah. The warehouse scene, and then... And then Romero in his motel room, phone rings... And this is Cagney and Lacey, and she's like, I logged Norman's DNA into the system. And he's like, why in the hell did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and she says it matched. She says matched what? She tells him the second semen sample and Blair Watson. And that's when you get the great look from Romero. Like, oh, yeah. The, it I just do ends not want on to know this, this. look. <laughs> I do not want to know this, you know. 
in shock. Yep. So, great episode. Yep. I've given it like 4.75 DNA swabs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it, I'll do the same. Very close to a four or five. Very close to a five, but just can't give it a five. I can't give it a five because I'm too anxious to get answers right now. <laughs> same, same. If I would have gotten more answers, maybe, yep. but it just, and that's good for an episode to leave you wanting more, but I'm totally. going to talk a little bit. Yep. Just as a personal person watching the show. Damn you for not I telling me everything I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Couldn't you have made that an hour and a half episode? <laughs> Carlton. Yes. So 4.75 uneaten fried eggs. <laughs> <laughs> they sure like eggs in that family. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was, yeah, I liked it. Do you have a what the bip? You know, interesting enough, my what the bip was the way Romero treated Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> like, where is all this hostility coming from? <laughs> it just seemed like out of the blue, he just hated her, but we've talked it out enough that it's not as what the bippy anymore. <laughs> that is, I know. <laughs> What? He just doesn't like her at all. <laughs> it was just a little jarring to first see it. You're like, why does he just randomly hate her so bad? I kinda, don't know her. <laughs> I kind of thought that on the first viewing, and then I was just like, you know, she's just too go get him for him. Yep, too He's... go get him for this small town. Well, a cop like that kind of runs the place. Well, think about. Romero's position, he knows about the drug trade. I bet this little cop doesn't. I bet Cagney and Lacey oh. has no idea. She could cause some problems. Yeah, and the Shelby stuff. I don't yep. think any of... Well, did his sex life stuff? I guess it did get around. I'm sure but he know. seemed to try and kind of keep it as low-key as possible because it made him look bad. It makes him look bad, exactly. So this this little Cagney and Lacey might actually end up being a a pretty big part of this whole you're right series. yeah I just didn't I didn't go into her character enough so that was my what the bit so I'm just going to leave it because I don't think of another one but I've talked it out enough that it's not as what the bippy yeah mine mine again and it's kind of a cop out because I've used it before mine's just Zane and just his whole everything about him and his decision making and his weird ambiguous conversations with Dylan I, I, I just I hope he's dead right but he's just my what the bip I just don't get him I don't get his motivations I don't get I don't know yeah good no it warrants it again it's that bad <laughs> yeah it's that bad and I just couldn't think of you know except for maybe Regina not buzzing Norma in what the bip yeah what's your deal so Anyway, all right. Do we have any spoilers or anything? Um, I don't have spoilers, and we kind of talked about what's coming next from what we saw in the things right. back in the feedback section. But I thought in this, just real quickly, I'll go through what Nestor Carbonell kind of talked about. Oh. And this was after Plunge, so they were pretty much talking about Plunge. Um, mm -hmm. It would have been interesting to have this after this episode. Because, um, you know, to be honest, 
here's I am shipping them a little bit, but only if it's unrequited love on Romero's part. <laughs> I would love to see that. I I would like to see just him have a huge crush on her and nothing happening. Huh. Interesting. So that's where my mind's starting to go. Um, okay, so so he's talking about the things that happened in Plunge, like namely him having to tell her that you can see her in the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so as an actor, he really didn't want it to come off as pervy. And so he thought and thought about how he could not play it pervy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the only thing he could think of is to play it protective. Um, he feels that Romero is attracted to her and he probably lingered a minute when he saw her. Um, but yeah, he, so he played that scene protective, kind of like, I don't want other people to see you or, you know, I just don't want that to happen. So then he is a great actor because isn't that exactly what we thought he was doing? Yeah. Didn't we say, I don't think he's being creepy or pervy. I Uh think he just didn't want other people to see Norma because other people stay at that hotel too. And exactly, you know, Mm -hmm. so he feels he did it right then. Cause I didn't get a pervy thing. I think we even said that he probably did linger. Yeah, we, we did. We said he lingered. (laughs) (laughs) So we get his motivations. We do. It's coming through. It's coming through. He's doing well. So he feels like, Romero is all at once mystified, attracted, and irritated by her. That's a perfect way to put it. And he also thinks that he started, he wasn't initially, but at this point he's becoming charmed by her innocent qualities and her mothering instincts. Ah. Like the little, you know, he is halfway irritated when she seems so innocent about what she's getting into with the Nick Ford and stuff. Right. Um, he is, there's a little irritation there, but he's also quite charmed, which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. Huh? Um, and with the house fire, he said at that point, he really needed to go into Carlton's office and say, I need a sense of Romero's history. And he even admitted, he's like, I need to know if he is married or divorced, has children. You know, I can't, react I need to know how to react to my house on fire and I can't do that until I know because you know Romero's still so if you think about it he is so such a mystery he's almost as big of a mystery as he was in Lost just yeah he really is because you really only see him in sheriff mode mm-hmm. mostly you see him as sheriff and then when he is sheriff he's a little corrupt he's a little flexible yeah, on. and that interesting scene at the end with, uh, well, at the end of season one with Abernathy, so interesting. That was another little glimpse into him. Yeah, he is a mystery. I like him. Anyway, so he said that he was given his background. He's not going to say anything, but he was given that background so he could react to the fire, so he knows what it is. And he said, by episodes 9 and 10, we'll get a better sense of where he is in the town's power struggle. So, oh, cool. Ooh. 
Yep. By the end of the season, a little of that's going to be unveiled. Um, oh, good. Yay. We've wondered, is he head of the drug lords? Right, right. What the deal? And so I'm really excited we're going to find out. A little, at least. A better sense, he said. Good. Good, because he's such an interesting character. I want to know more about him. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Awesome. Right, I might have to listen to that one. I don't I don't know. I just haven't listened to the after buzz because I don't really want it to taint how I think about the show. Yeah. But I guess I could listen to them like after we record. There's no harm in that. Yeah, I've done that once or twice and I did just read something on the internet that just briefly I just happened upon it that Nestor Carbonell was going to be on the after buzz and so I'm like, Oh, I've gotta catch that. Yeah. And I was glad it, you know, it's worth listening to, especially that one. Do they get other, has like Freddie Highmore been on theirs? Do they do that a lot? Get like, I don't know. Actors from the show. Hmm. That's cool. I'd like to hear the ones when they do for sure. Yeah. Maybe we can someday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't think I would. I don't think I'd want to do that. I wondered because we're going to get someone from Freaks and Geeks or we were promised we could. Uh-huh. No one real big, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't want to like ask all the obvious stupid questions they've been asked a hundred times. See, I, I was going to say that I don't think it will, but if, if it ever became even a possibility for ours to have someone, I would make you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even know how to go about that. I have no idea. I just... I think when it comes to interviewing, I think if there's more than one person doing the interview, I don't know, people tend to talk over each other, and I don't know, I just, I think it would be better if just one person and I would nominate you. <laughs> well, that scares the crap out of me. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to happen. So. No, we're just going to stay little. Yep. So. We're going to stay with our little niche that's going to be numbers that aren't going to be big enough for no. anyone to care about. <laughs> yeah, no, it... no agents are going to care. <laughs> There's these two girls in Utah. <laughs> so there's these sisters in Utah that, <laughs> yep. that giggle their way through your <laughs> How about giving them half an hour of your time? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yep. So anyway. All right, then. Um, well, that was a fun episode. I'm so excited for the next three. It makes I'm so excited for them, but it makes me sad that they're ending. That that means the end of the season two, though. I know. And then it's going to be a long time before season three, but I just can't wait for the next three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a long time. Yeah. So, anyway, if you want to send us a comment card, we'd appreciate it. You can send us an email to yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com. Join our Facebook group. We have fun over there. Yeah, we have fun on the Facebook group. We're a very small group, but we're... We're tight. Yep. So <laughs> join, Amanda. Join Facebook. Yeah. And Sarah and Farm Fresh, whoever you are, <laughs> join us. Or you can find us on Twitter at Yes Mothercast, where Emily <laughs> does all the Twittering. <laughs> Obviously. I cannot even be bothered to read it. <laughs> 
I'm not a Twitter person. I keep forgetting about it, so I need to pay more attention to that. Yeah, I don't. I don't do a lot of Twittering. You're not missing a lot, but so, once in a while. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna make myself do it. Um. So yeah, so that's uh that's our thoughts on presumed innocent. All right. Well, until next time. We'll see you guys next week. I don't even know the name of the. Find it maybe, although it was hard to find last time. Yeah. You'll find out someday or find out yourself. <laughs> yeah. We can't do all the work. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Catch don't later. forget to chill your own ass. That's right. If you take me then you'll get relieved